All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo, vet of the group. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every week with my homie, the brains of the operation, the young prodigy. Young SJ at SJ Basketball. Hey, SJ, how are you feeling on this beautiful, glorious? Actually, it's a little muggy out, but it's still a glorious Friday evening. Oh, afternoon. <laughs> um, I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Um, you know, just trying to finish this up some stuff. You know, around this time, final week, wrapping everything up in the semester. So, yeah. Um, and it's hot today. It's actually hot. Like it's obnoxiously hot. Actually, it's an anomaly. It's like almost ninety degrees today. Yeah, it's hot like that down here because it's it's kind of. It's muggy. Yeah, but it goes back down to the 60s and 70s later in the week. Yeah, we ain't getting none of that shit. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's the normal. That's how it's been. But this 86 is like, I don't know where this came from. It's really hot. I was outside earlier. It's really hot. Um. So, yeah, that's random. So, yeah, I just wanted to jump the gun. You didn't even ask me about the weather, but <laughs> I, I was so excited to say it. So, there we go. You stupid, man. Cool. Let's get into it, man. We uh, hold on, hold on. Let me take a puff. Okay, we smoking on that that Suns pack. Them boys got packed up. <laughs> Them boys got you packed up. <laughs> boys got cooked, and uh, they done. They finished. And look, man, I don't know about you. I can't speak on how you internet or use the bird app. I can't tell nobody else how to use the bird app. I get away from the Luca rival stand shit anytime someone of Luca stand Luca's peers that they fan base think better than Luca or whatever. I stay away from that shit because to me it's it's weird we ain't playing. However, the Suns the ops. I'm sorry, I don't like them dudes. Like that shit brought me so much joy last night. It's it's sad. Maybe it is, maybe it ain't. I don't know. I don't fucking care. I just know I enjoy watching them get their fucking wig split. SJ, how did you feel? Listen, I've been in a like I've been in a bad mood um regarding basketball since the Mavs got eliminated. Right? Um embarrassingly at that. Like that's one thing we can all agree on. As much as people doing all the moral grandstanding is fucking annoying and I will continue to say that. But objectively, we went out sad. <laughs> like, we did. We also that that also also happened. So I've been a little grumpy about that. So I've been happy to slander whoever on any given night, and it just so happens that there's always material for us these days. And the Suns, I was so happy to see them get blown up. You know why too? Because, like I just said, we went out sad. But all of a sudden, 
that was forgotten for one night because now <laughs> we were grouped with the nugget. We got brought up so many times. People talking about Leafs, Luca. Nobody was thinking about Luca Kyrie going outside. Nobody was thinking about that. We were just climbing the suns. It was yeah. It was like, why do these two Europeans like the, 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 you know Devin Booker see two fat Europeans involved? <laughs> that shit's funny. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, it was funny. Everything was funny last night. It was it was a great slant. It reminded me of the Clippers in the bubble. It wasn't like to that extent. And that was just like wild and all friends, but it was like reminiscent. Every everyone was having fun, slandering. Um, so yeah, it's always a good time. You know, it's it's at some point your team is gonna be. I mean, not like that. They just getting thirty, but like that's actually crazy when you think about it. Like, what are the odds? What are the odds? Back to back years being down that exact same number, thirty. It's only like seven or like or maybe like fifteen. <laughs> it's like. 30, 3-0 that you're down by. And uh, you, you were like, I, I didn't think, were they favored? I don't remember. Last year they were favored. I think, favored, I, I think they were favored in this series. I'm not That's for what sure. I'm saying. I, I, I think, they, I think they, they, if they were favored, I know it was close. The odds weren't big on either team either way, but either yeah. way still. Yeah, but regardless, it, people thought it should have been at least closer. I said Denver in seven, so I thought it would have gone a little longer too. Um, but yeah, they cleaned them up in six, and it was it was seeing that performance, and it was the same thing. They got the graphics of struggling sun star. I swear they used the same um kind of like furries last year. Did they say that for CP3 and Booker? Because I remember them showing graphics of them too um, last year too. It's just like the parallels work actually kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, the Suns, I mean, but we've said it on this pod that it, this was not the Suns' season. Like, I had my doubts about, even if I even if I did think they would win the series, I didn't think they would win a championship just because they just had so many limitations to the team, and that usually happens when you make a midseason trade. Um, so they just needed an offseason to retool. But the problem here that they've run into, I think, is that now you have people who are upset along the way. Like now difficult conversations are going to need to be had when you're trying to do this retooling. So it's like, okay, Aiden, at this point, you can't keep him. You can't keep him. No, you, gotta go. <laughs> you can't keep him. You got to let him go. Um, it's it's too public. Like you know, at first it was something that were maybe like whispers, and then things that just become apparent. And I was just so out in the open where, basically, both sides are acknowledging it at this point too. I think you just gotta cut that cord. But then I think the CP three conversation is a little more um, not complicated because I think Chris Paul can understand where they're coming from in that okay we need to make upgrades and i'm sorry chris you're old as shit <laughs> at this point we're not gonna trade booker obviously we're not gonna trade kd so it falls on you you know what i mean he can understand that he's been in the league so long he's been traded before but um relationships you know that's another thing um monty is monty gonna stay you're hearing monty's name with the milwaukee job and all these rumors but I just think there's so much they have to think about now. And now you have an owner who he, he doesn't really know any of these people. <laughs> like, he doesn't care that fucking Monty and KD had fucking dinner in, you know, whatever, how many years ago. Like, he does not care. He um is doing whatever. So I think with the pressure from that, 
and obviously going outside like this. This is a problem. If you went out in a competitive game, I think as much as people would still be clowning you for losing, you would have had your respect, you know what I mean, in a sense, or dignity at least. They didn't have any of that because <laughs> they played so badly and got destroyed. Yeah. So it's like that perception too puts pressure on a lot of things because now you feel hastened to like um make changes. So I think that's what's going to happen with them and we'll see what happens. And, you know, honestly, players in the league, I'm so sorry to say this, but they're dick eaters, right? People, <laughs> hear me out. Um, they will run to Katie and Booker, especially since they've shown that they can play together and it looks good. Like, if not anything that Phoenix found out from the season is that, yes, Devin Booker and um, Kevin Durant can play together and look, you know, good. And they've won in the regular season to the, at the very least, um, while doing so. Small sample size, too. But you saw a framework. So... As long as they don't botch, I mean, it's going to be hard. Like I said, they have a lot of difficult questions, and they got to circumnavigate. And then, I mean, it's just, I think, I, and I don't want to touch, I'm avoid talking about Aiden, because I know we're going to die in a bit. Gonna get into but, that. yeah, so I'm skating around that. But, yeah, they got to think about where they're treating some of these guys to what you're getting. Um, it's just a lot to think about, I think, um, on their part. And but they have a, they're not as cooked. I, I, people who think they're cooked, I don't understand that line of thinking. I don't me, agree with me that. either at all. I've, yeah, I've been arguing in a group chat. People acting like DeAndre Ayton is some bad contract, and they go, "No, he's like, not a bad." That's like, just, I don't give, understand. Like give him away for nothing, and I'm like. What? It's a it's a tradable contract. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I won't say that it's not a bad contract. I won't say that, but I will say it's still a tradable contract. He, we, you know what? I don't want to use any of what I'm about to say for when I argue for why. Just we have the DeAndre Aiden conversation, but I'll just say, I, I, with the way the salary cap is going up in his age, and the fact that it's only three years. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't know. This ain't this ain't Carl Anthony Towns who gonna start making fifty million a year from now, and it's four that his four year fucking fifty five million per year contract ain't started yet. Like this ain't that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just happy the Suns lost. And <clears throat> uh, before we wrap that up, I want to say shout out to campaign. Um, he went out. On his on his shield, he went out with his sword. He ain't go he ain't go out like a hoe. Role players that step up when a dude get injured or they get asked to do something that they they don't make the money or got the talent to do, but they step up and they show up. Especially when the stars start folding, they're like, "Oh shit, y'all acting like some hoes." Ah shit, let me get my shit off. <clears throat> that player will always have a special place in my heart. Um. It's one of the reasons why I love Tim Hardaway Jr. because he did it twice. He didn't do it once, he did it twice. And he just fucking stepped up to the bat. Every time KP folded or got hurt, he did all he could do and he did it respectfully. And I all I'm going to say is, I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. would have went out the way Devin Booker went out last night. And I'm dead ass serious. We can move on to a, we can move on to a different topic. <clears throat> The other series in the uh, 
in the in the east. Let's let's go out east before we finish it with your boy, you and Bron, uh, with Bron. So, all right, man, what, what you think gonna help him with uh the Sixers and Celtics? I have no idea. I've given up on trying to predict this shit because I thought the Celtics had folded. Jason Tatum had zero shame. Bro, I had Jason Tatum is a lucky man. I don't even want to just say lucky. He stepped up when he needed to with those shots at least. But like, who he was in line for a generational spanking. He was gonna be another one, but he erased all that and the good old Philly choke is coming. So again, I can't lose in that one. Um, multiple agendas you can, you know, push there. And yeah, that's just that. And I think the Celtics are going to win game seven. I just think Philly Bullet. And I know people usually say this after game six is oh, especially as if you're the, you know, lower seed going in with, you know, you're at home at that point. I think people usually say, yeah, if you go back to game seven on a roll, you're going to lose. And sometimes you could win, but I just, are you trusting Joel Embiid, James Harden, Doc Rivers on the road in, in, in TD Garden? Fuck no. Right? Like, I have to, like, if I have to spread it out like that. Like, as much as I don't think the Celtics are world beaters, they've shown that they're not world beaters. This is a game seven. Anything goes, you know, and not anything goes, but you know what I mean? Like, any, it's anybody's game. So, um, I'm not trying to, like, make the Celtics out to be, you know, some crazy, you know, super team or anything. But I, 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 they have to show me. I've been saying that about Philly. So, and, you know, Brooklyn, I didn't think they were going to struggle with Brooklyn. Like, that was that. But here, this is the heavyweight series because I feel like we all agree that if they get out of here, they're probably going to the finals, right? Yeah. You think they, uh, yeah, I think they beat the Heat and the Knicks, right? Yeah. Um, regardless who come out. So this is, you're basically playing for the finals here. Um, And like I said, you cannot jump the gun like that. They're thinking one game at a time, obviously. But... That's the reality. That's still the reality. So I think, um, yeah, they might have blew it. But again, game seven is in. Like, for them to, I think Joel Embiid has to backpack. And I know people have to help him. Obviously, people have to hit timely shots and all that. But it's. I think it's going to come down to, like, his stardom if, if they want to. Um, and he's talking about some he didn't get the ball and all. Like, Listen, it's not time for that. Like, it's not time for that. Like, even if that's how you feel, you like that's not no time. Like, you couldn't leave it at yeah. I need to. I need to go get the ball and leave it at that. Don't be all like yeah, guards and they need to get me the ball and this is crazy. Like, or let your coach say that if anything, because I feel like Michael Malone has said the same thing in Denver, but it was Michael Malone saying it. Like, I remember, like, regular season games where, like, Jokic would just, like, not really touch the ball down a stretch, and Malone would be in the pressure saying, yeah, like, yeah, we need to get Joker the ball. Like, let your coach say that um, you don't go in there. I've, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe just because I'm not a huge MV fan, but still, I just feel like um, doing all that, especially after in the series multiple times, you're talking about, yeah, guys need to show up in the mid, like, that's 
maybe that's just how he rolls and that's how they do things over there maybe so i might my my business on that front but yeah that's... i don't know i, I think uh <clears throat> i will say this it is funny because i bring up i talk about my dad all the time with this shit my dad been saying the Lakers gonna win a championship since basically February, and I said he was crazy, and now that ain't crazy. And my dad is also loves Embiid. He's even said I think he can be as good as Olajuwon, and he been like he been telling me he gonna make it. The Lakers gonna play the Sixers in the finals, and I just been he's my dad, and I think he's a crazy person. But Embiid has started hooping these last couple games, and. I don't know, man. I do think he got a backpack in him. And I think Jason Tatum got another brick fest in him. And I also think even Jalen Brown might might put up, like, I could see them folding up like that. And as much as I don't trust Doc Rivers, I don't trust Joe Mazzula and whatever the hell he got going on. And there's just too many possessions where I watch the Celtics where they got these two dudes that's about to make $60 million a piece. And I just, it's a whole lot of Marcus Smart creating his own offense. And you can blame coaching for that, but they are passing it to him. They're passing it to him. And it ain't even like situations where they get double because none one of them dudes really get double like that. And it's just like, I, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know what's going to happen. I lean Boston because role players usually play better at the crib. You know, it is a role game seven, but I don't know what we're about to see. I do think Embiid will show up, though. And he, my respect level for him has went up. Like, yeah, this was a good game. This was a good, like, despite what happened down the stretch, I can agree. Yeah, that was a very, very, like, good and dominant game before they just started melting down. Yeah. And I also, like, there's dudes I don't like. There's players I dislike. But I'm starting to realize, just in the players I like and players I dislike, so much of that is weighted on what you've done in the playoffs um you know role players to step up in the playoffs are my favorite players ever and then stars that fold in the playoffs like those are dudes always end up on my list whenever you're a star you're getting the big money you're getting all-star you're getting all nba and you fold in the playoffs i always i gotta put you on the list because it's like bro there's no crime in losing to a better team you know but you can't keep going outside you can't be under indexing your know, season averages. Even if your efficiency dip, you can't average 25 and 10 and then be putting up 15 and, and 8 in the playoffs and have me take you serious. Shout out to you, Julius Randle. So I, I just, I don't know, man. I, Joe Embiid, I was ready to put him in that box, but I, I really think he's, he showed me something. And I, I used to think him shooting that mid-range jumper was was kind of a bailout, but I actually think he need to lean into that more as he ages. It's lightweight, unstoppable once he got it going. Um, so who's your pick? We're going Boston, right? Yeah, Boston. Yeah, I'm going to go Boston, too. Um, actually, I got to miss. Well, you are, you probably already know, but Nick's in the, in the heat. I'm sorry, y'all. I still don't fuck with the Heat. Jimmy Butler can be from Texas, and God bless him. God bless him. There's a bunch of motherfuckers from Texas. He played for the Heat. Fuck him. <laughs> and there's this dude, number 11 for the Knicks, 
He's my guy, man. I'm never going to root against him. I'm never not going to take joy from watching him play basketball and win basketball games. I'm sorry. I know the Knicks was the ops at one point. Shit, they still might be if we're keeping it a buck, especially if, they, uh, especially if they get the the fucking 11th pick on Tuesday night. We ain't going to even say that, though. Um, but I enjoy the Knicks. I do think they're going to lose tonight. That's tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, I do think they season gonna end, but as long as my boy don't go out like a hoe, um, I'll be happy with it. But I won't be shocked if they extend it. I won't be. I really, really won't be. Cause Julius Randle finally has some you know what, I can't even call that shame. He won't he was just I right, instead of being a fucking embarrassment. So maybe they got shot. And A. Hey, I'm sorry, SJ, I like RJ. Uh, RJ has showed me, I, I always thought he was overrated. I thought, because I feel like the people who like RJ want to gas him up a lot, so they go the other way. But what he's shown me in the playoffs, and he always guarded, so I always liked him for that. But, like, he hooping, man. He kind of turned his, his playoff series around. I think he had the first two games were stinkers, and he's been hooping for the most part since then outside of uh, – uh, one other game, I think game four. And they, they all stunk that game, if we're being honest. But I like RJ, SJ. Yeah, I I think, yeah, he definitely turned around. Like, he figured it out. He figured it out, and he's contributing to winning and really contributing, um, or trying to at least. Um, and I think he... I, I don't know. With the Knicks, I just feel like the Heat, they're like, um, they're at, they're at home, right? Yeah. And the role players on the Heat, at the end of the day, like, I know you're saying fuck the Heat, all that, but, like, they have shame. That's one thing. They Or they try to, at least. And if the crowd, I mean, Miami crowds be dead. I hate the Heat. I probably That's probably why I don't like, I don't like watching Heat games, honestly. Which is Jimmy, Jimmy's great in like, um, in the playoffs, you know, they're fun um, at times, but like in a regular season game, regular, I cannot watch the Heat. Um, the games are boring because they have like no crowd, at least early on, um, definitely. So we got to see what the energy of the crowd looks like. But I just think the Knicks role play, like everybody's playing hurt on the Knicks. So I feel like the Knicks, they've had like the run, but it's time for them to kind of like, I feel like the Heat have a little bit more, like, even though Jimmy's hurt, I don't know Jimmy's still hurt and all that, but I feel like the Heat, oddly enough, have a little more in the tank. Like, Brunson, he played the whole game last game, and he's hurt still. Like, I'm kind of concerned about how much he has left, because you know Spolstra, Spolstra is, is going to try to close this thing out. So he's going to probably get more, especially if Brunson's going to play the whole game. He's going to get aggressive with Brunson, and that doesn't even mean defensive-wise. Like, I feel like he's going to, again, make Brunson defend. Now you're tiring him out. So now you're saying, okay, Tibbs, play him the whole game. Let's see how his legs can really do it. Um, And that's probably my main concern for that. And then Randall, I just don't trust him on any fronts. Like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> like I don't trust him on any fronts. So I cannot even predict what he's going to do. But um, the stats are telling me that it's probably going to be a mid to bad game if you're going by pattern. So, like, that's a little scary. So, 
I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just, I have more concerns on the Knicks side of things than Heat. And that's probably why I'm leaning Heat to close it out. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's how I'm, because the Heat, they're just going to muck up the game. Like, the Heat are rarely playing 120, 130s game, games, right? They all, they, they all dog fights. Even when they kind of cook a team, it's still a dog fight. Exactly. And the Knicks, they're, the Knicks used to be like that, right? Um, consistently, but they kind of went away from that this year, you know, especially when they really started winning. Like, they were winning games, like high, like offensive games. Like, they were yeah. one of the best offenses. Like, they could still guard, but it was like offense was the calling card for them. Um, and if, they're not if they're locking them up it's like you know it's 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 a little hard for them so i don't know i think we'll just have to see i just hope it's a good game i'm hoping these are good games tonight um i will say the only thing is the nick and the next the heat role players have been shooting the blood off the ball like and i know you said they have shame but like at some point they got a brick for the whole game you know what i'm saying yeah, but they was bricking during the regular season. This is probably just their good karma. They couldn't shoot anything in the regular season. That's why they were so bad. And when you looked at it, it was not bad shooters. You know what I'm saying? It was just guys having down years. So now you got a guy like Struess finding his shot. And, you know, Gabe Vincent contributing. Um, and then you could plug in. just pl- Jimmy Butler becomes a shooter. You know what I'm saying? In the playoffs, we all know this. So I just stand in you, Duncan Robinson, who they kind of sprinkled him in in the regular season, but he did not really play. Now he has to kind of play because, again, you're down Tyler Hero. So, and then he, as much as Duncan Robinson is kind of unplayable, he'll still give you a thing hey, here and hey, there. You know hey, what I mean? Hey, so Duncan Robinson low-key has had shame in the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's two, what I'm saying. Two, like two, two straight years. He had a little bit last year. He had a 21-point game that they won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's liable game. for, like, he's going to be liable for one of them games. Like, yeah. Uh, he, he, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I actually, you know, I don't want him here, but I don't know if push comes to shove. I don't, they're not going to get nothing good, but I think they, they're going to be able to give him away. And not have to like attach a first or anything like that. Yeah, some team is gonna want to sh- want shooting, like yeah. at least off the bench to fill salary too. Yeah, and I'm thinking about like the Spurs. Exactly, mm-hmm. the Spurs, maybe even Detroit. Like, it, it, they need somebody that can shoot the blood off the ball that ain't just uh, Bojan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I just think they like. The, the heat, they just, it's just some type. I just can't believe they're here. Like, it's its actually kind of crazy. Yeah. That's really they, they gonna make the West, They're going to make the Western Conference Finals. What's crazy, though, is when they do go out, if whoever they play next next round, I don't know, man. I feel like when the Heat go down, they're going to get cooked. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a little, it's a little fluky to me because the team is not that good, bro. Yeah, the they're, not, day, they're not that good. They're not that good. So I think, yeah, I do think it's a little fluky. Um, and they're still, and they know, I, they know it too. It's not like they're saying, oh, we need to run this back. They know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think right now they're just riding the wave as far as they can. 
to see how far it could go and then in the summer they really go in now they can now they see that hey we're not that because that's the thing everyone thought we, they were cooked right but this is showing that they're still as much as they need changes they're still not that far away you know what i'm saying it's just yeah. that yes they have limited assets and they don't have a lot to work with but they're not like far away from being title contenders they're not especially if they're just walking to the eastern conference every fucking like in eastern conference finals every fucking season like <laughs> they're kind of like going to like walsting to it like so even last year last year they had a lot of injuries but they were still at the top of the east or around there which played a part in them again getting to the eastern conference finals they had a nice little path and they went so i'm just it's just kind of um they they're not far away so they know about the change that's the thing people are saying i would much prefer and here's the thing I, I oh I wish I could use this segue into um our eight and talk, but I'll I'll stick a pin then. Who do you have for let's go to back to finish off with Brown and then who do you have for Warriors Lakers? I think Lakers get them out of there tonight. Mm-hmm. Um I think they back at the crib. I I think A D gonna play. I think low key A D done put together what, three, four straight games of productive play now. I don't think that's gonna magically stop. I don't think Wiggins is going to be able to shoot with broke ribs. We'll see. But it ain't like he was setting the world on fire with healthy ribs. And I just, I don't know, man. I think like, Brian ain't what he used to be, but he's still real fucking good. And he's just big. He's just so much physically more imposing than everyone on the Warriors team. And so is kind of AD. It just looks like they can do what they want. They can, it feels like they're more capable and imposing they will when they <laughs> when they can when they when they want to it's just literally like it's just fatigue like if you could tell me the Laker Brian and AD won't be fatigued or they they'll be able to go for like 75% of their minutes super hard yeah bro I, I would I would comfortably pick the Lakers but I'm gonna take them anyway what you think yeah, I'm 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 not going to doubt Braun until he really showed me that I need to really. And I know yeah, he didn't make the playoff but I'm talking about like him having this advantage. And I don't think and I know Braun's hurt, right? So he's not going to look like no prime Braun or anything like that. But still, you you feel like he has still that other gear to still kick into, right? And especially if AD's not going to, you know, depending on how hurt he is. And I know he's trying to play, but, you know, depending on how he looks, um, I think you can, um, you know, kind of figure that Braun will maybe try to pick up some of that slack. Um, So, yeah, I'm just intrigued to see how it plays out because I do think Braun and them is going to get it done. Um, but again, I'm not that confident in that pick while I'm, you know, trying not to bet against Braun. I'm not, I don't think it's a sure thing or anything like that. Yeah, um, I, I think they'll win, but I don't think, like, if the if the Warriors blew them out two games straight, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is unbelievable, right? N- neither one of them would totally shock me, but I do, I just think the Lakers are going to get it done. I just do. 
don't know. Yeah, and if they don't, they're cooked too, similar to like Philly. Um, I don't think they're going in in there and winning a game seven in the Warriors' um, home court, especially when Clay is not even like he hasn't even popped off yet, and you know he's liable for like one of the bullshit ass games. Yeah, he got one of them. He he might not got three or four in them like he used exactly. to. Exactly. He got one of them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Poole will decide to have shame because he has not played a good game. At, like, he has not played one singular good game. Yeah. So, like, they're going to. He's going to have to figure that out. Um, did he even play well last game? I, I, I didn't even. I think I fell asleep on it. So I don't even know what he finished with or anything like that. To my pool, to mm-hmm. pool, I think he. I ain't gonna hold you. I fell asleep too. So okay, yeah. I don't, so know, I don't know what he did last I, I, game. I, I know he was. Yeah, he had eleven. Mm, eleven last game. Yeah. Oh, eleven see, last that's, game. Yeah, that's um, yeah. No, that's not gonna cut it. That's not cutting it. He had eleven on five and fourteen shoot. I must oh yeah, have, that's not I cutting must, it. I must have seen every single one of them. Five shots, because I remember him hooping. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, it's just a situation where um he hasn't given you anything, so maybe he pops off or something finally. So I just think there's a lot of variables at play, and I'm, this should have been, I don't know, I don't know if people are expecting a longer series. Um... I, I don't know what I was expecting for the series. I think, yeah, this was the series. Remember, yeah, I said I was having trouble deciding, but here we are. And, I, yeah, I think the Lakers are going to get it done. And it's going to be a um, recap of the – or a re- replay of the bubble with Lakers Nuggets. And, honestly, I think the Nuggets beat them this time. As, I, that's tough because the Lakers team can be a tough matchup for the Nuggets, right? Yeah. But I think the Nuggets are just – playing like i know they lost two in phoenix all that but those are close games at the end of the day even though they didn't play their best basketball so i think they're just playing so much more disciplined you know what i mean and so much more i, I think they're playing a bit more dis like the lakers has played have played well in these playoffs you know hell they were up three one in the wars but I, I feel like the nuggets just overall have been more cohesive to me and playing and I think they're different. They're a different teams. So you can't look at past matchups. They're a different team. Um, they can handle athleticism a bit better, but it's still not, you know, perfect. Um, but the shooting is just the offensive talent, like in general, is just so much that I don't know if Ellie Ellie can guard, but um, and the Warriors have great offense too, and they're showing that they can at least try to guard it. But like you know what I mean, Denver's just so stylistically different. Um, yeah, I we'll just because it's, it's it's gonna be interesting. I won't be shocked. Yeah. I don't know with Denver being able to get that rest, and then Denver being in Denver. You know, you got the altitude. I just don't know if. I mean, AD and Bron eventually got to peter out. Especially Bron. I don't know about AD. He's still only 29, but I just feel like Bron, like, maybe because we never, ever see him look tired, and this is just what a 38-year-old is supposed to look like. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. We shall see. Um, I'm going I'm to take the Lakers to finish it off tonight, though. I think that's it. Have we guessed? Have we predicted every series? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. Anyway, so you, you ready to get into it? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So there's a lot of rumor. Um, there's a lot of smoke. I'm not exaggerating. What national reporter that talked about what the Suns' plans are, and every national reporter has said DeAndre Ayton is getting traded, and who hasn't had the Mavs listed? Like, I'm not trying to be funny. It's it's harder to any national reporter that has mentioned DeAndre Ayton getting traded. If they have mentioned teams, they have put the Mavs in it every time. I don't know who hasn't. So at this point in the game. Bro, this is everybody. When Mark Stein starts seeding the, the DeAndre Aiden trade, I said, oh, oh, that's how you know it's real. And I know his was kind of crazy because he was talking about giving up pick 10 and some other shit. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. But either way it goes, I think the Mavs like DeAndre Aiden. I think the Mavs want DeAndre Aiden. And I think, shit, man, I think it's 50-50 that if he gets traded, that it's here. Uh so with all that being said, um, this is my take on DeAndre. And before we get to arguing about it, I'm just going to state the situation under which I will take DeAndre. So I would prefer, I don't want to trade. If you're making me pick between paying Kyrie Irving 45 to 50 million a year, next three, four years, or paying DeAndre Ayton, uh, the rest of his contract as much as I think this shit is cooked once we pay Kyrie I still would probably take Kyrie because I just uh, Kyrie has fallen off in the playoffs here and there but there's kind of been mitigating circumstances and I do think playing with Luka will make it less likely that Kyrie folds up the way he has and he ain't really totally fold yeah he did I can't I can't shoot him that bell yeah he fucking folded especially last year. But anyway, some of the full jobs he's had of late in the playoffs, I think Luca will be able to remedy that because when it push comes to shove, they are going to put two on Luca and get the ball out of his hands. And no team is just going to let Luca dance, right? So I prefer Kyrie over DeAndre straight up. Now, if push comes to shove and they talking about Kyrie just don't want to be here, you know, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be that hard for the Suns to give away Aiden. I think I look at the teams that have cap space and the CBA change to where if you got a whole bunch of cap space, you got to spend damn near all of it. You can't go into the season like San Antonio did last year, like Oklahoma City has done a few times, and just I think Indiana did it too, uh, no, they they gave that extra money to. Uh, yeah, they did it some in season. They gave miles. Yeah, the they, money. Gave, they gave yeah. miles the money, but like the ability to even do that in season ain't gonna be there no more. You gotta spend your money. You can't just be having cap space into the season the way you were before. And I think a team like San Antonio is gonna be like, of all the fucking available options we got, DeAndre Aiden is literally better than all these dudes, and. We don't got nobody to pay, so who gives a fuck about his contract? And he'll get all the touches he wants. I think they could easily just give him away for nothing. And I even Chris Paul, like he's a $30 million expiring contract or a $15 million expiring contract. They can't give him away for nothing, though. What you mean? That's the problem they're having. They, um, even when, 
was it flexors report? I don't know, but they they're looking at him as an asset for a meaningful upgrade. Yeah, well, they can't I, just give him away. Right, right. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna give away Aiden or. Yeah, so that's why just, as much as the San Antonio thing is enticing, San Antonio is gonna have to come up off. You know, like you can't just be cap space absorbed. San Antonio probably. Gonna oh no, they, they they would probably Please. give them like. A, I don't know if you were thinking picks or or what. Yeah, it could it could be a combination of both. They could give them one uh-huh. of them good young dudes and just a pick or two, and I think. Uh-huh. I think Phoenix will go with that, even if it was to immediately move that shit for other shit. The point mm-hmm. I'm trying to get at is I don't think Phoenix is cooked. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to be able to move DeAndre Aiden, and I think they're going to be able to move CP3 and get shit back that helps them win. I don't think that shit is cooked. So I would take DeAndre Aiden over thin air. You know, a couple days ago, I was saying, man, I would rather have thin air. I would rather just have cap space than DeAndre Aiden. And then I had to remember, I root for the motherfucking Dallas Mavericks. And when on God's green earth have they signed a player better than DeAndre Aiden in, in free agency? We can't, we ain't got to fucking lie to ourselves here. Like, even at that, I do think DeAndre Aiden is overpaid. But I don't think he's overpaid the way other dudes is overpaid. He's overpaid by like ten to twelve million dollars a year. That is a lot of money. But this ain't fucking Bradley Bill we talking about here. This ain't John Wall we talking about here. This ain't motherfucking Carl Anthony Towns even that we talking about here. To where Carl Anthony Towns shit uh, started in 2024, 2025 is gonna be making fifty million fucking dollars. And I know he better than him, but he ain't. 18 million like Carly Downs is fucking overpaid by probably 20 million dollars on that contract so I, I just I don't think the contract is that bad I don't even think it's like a super duper overpay and I know he went outside in the playoffs but Buddy came off the best season of his career so however you feel about DeAndre Aiden last year was his best individual season of his career full stop so he still was getting better. It wasn't a super a super level up, but he got better. And not only did he got better, he got better in a consistently changing role. Uh, you know, Booker was hurt. CP was hurt. Shit, it was him and uh, Michael having to get busy. Then a big trade happens. Now you got KD. Then you don't got KD. Then it's just him. Uh, fucking CB3 get hurt, then it's just him and Booker, then CB3 come back, Booker it's just a whole lot of shit going on and he was basically the one guy that was always there during the regular season and I know what people gonna say well Dwight, he showed, you know he got his men's ran, hey I think me and you was both on this bitch like dog, they, they benched him for JaVale McGee and JaVale McGee was ass, so they benched him for fucking Bismack Miyambo. like I think we even pointed that out but here's the truth of the matter we ain't a serious team, bro. We got to get to the fucking playoffs to be worried about somebody that's going to be bad in the fucking playoffs. Like, we got to stop lying to ourselves about where we at as a franchise, even if Kyrie stayed dead ass. So I, I, I just, that's when I realized, like, man, do I want, I don't trust the fucking front office with $30 million of cap space, especially this few, this fucking the the who's the best who's the best free agent this year if if kp opt if tall man opt out is it him is it kyle kuzma like bro you're gonna have to pay kyle kuzma damn near what you about to pay uh 
DeAndre Ayton. I think Kuzma about to get twenty three to twenty five million dollars a year. And look, man, I, I'm a cool guy, but that's a lot of money for what he bringing to the table. I'm sorry, it just is. And I I don't know, man. I'm I'm taking DeAndre Ayton over thin air. Um, I don't prefer him to Kyrie Irving, but I'm taking him over thin air. Also, uh, the other situation under which they talking about DeAndre might come here, uh, Mark Stein, rumor, whatever he was talking about, was like Tim Hardaway Jr. and number 10, and it's going to have to be somebody like fucking Reggie Bullock or uh, shit, maybe it's, it's Davis. I don't know. I, I, don't think, I don't think Phoenix would do that. I think it like Tim, Reggie, and number ten. What do you think? Hold on, let me let me pause on this rant. What you think about ten, Tim, and Reggie? Would Phoenix do that? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what. I don't know what Phoenix is going to want to prioritize with an eight in trade. Like, are you looking for another big back? Because it's not like you're trading Aiden and you have somebody on the back line. Like, as much as Jock Londe will give them energy, that like, come on. He's not your starting center on a championship team. Like, let's be real. Um, so what do they want back? Like, how are they going to play stylistically? So I think that's a lot of questions they have to address before they just get back. You know, Tim and Reggie. You know, what is a CP3 trade is going to look like? Are you going to get the center in that trade? You know what I'm saying? So there's just a lot. Um, are you going to package them together? Because that was another thing people were talking about, um, especially in the signing sign-in trade, packaging Chris Paul's contract with um, Eaton's and all that. Um, so I, I'm just, I don't know, you know what phoenix would say yes or no to at this point um which is why i'm not i personally you know i'm not gonna think about like trades and all that because i just i don't even know what would even make sense um for even both sides at this point too because at the end of the day my perspective is i do not want to trade Kyrie to the suns right and if Kyrie's staying and you're trying to get eight and you're trying to resign Kyrie and get Aiden along that I just I don't like that plan at all I'm sorry I like that plan and I know you said we're not a serious team so let's just do whatever and sure if if you want to make it fun and all that but I just don't like the contradiction because people are are thinking of this move as the move to push us there but I don't think that's the reality so if I think if there was universal acceptance of this i think it would be a, a bit different but there isn't so now it you know is what it is and that's why i just it's tough i i as much as i don't think aiden is like some terrible albatross contract or anything but when you're thinking about things i just i'm just the mavs are just prone to mess things up and even when we're talking about fit wise and all of that like at the end of the day People, hindsight is is one thing, but like to let it cloud everything, you gotta use um you gotta also contextualize things. And when Porzingis and I I'm bringing up Porzingis because not that I want him back or anything. No, no, y'all know how I feel about Porzingis. That's not I'm not walking any of that back. <laughs> like that's still 
what it is. But the reason why I even brought up Porzingis is because people have been saying, like, yes, Aiden would be one of the best free agents we've we've got. Like, if, if it was a free agent signing, yes, he would be one of the best free agents we've gotten in a while. Yes, true. But to say that he's, like, the best center, he'd be the best center. Porzingis plays center here. And objectively looking back at it, Porzingis, as much as his impact, we can talk about impact, attitude, like just a lot of things going on. But like, we were winning games as much as like, we weren't like missing the playoffs or anything like that. We were winning games. And even his worst season is still, I won't say it's comparable to Aiden's best. That's probably a, a bit dragged. But like, he, even when Porzingis was 22 in New York, he was putting up, like, 22 and, like, you know, 10. And, yeah, sure, Aiden has never been the number one option, but he's been the number two guy. And what what do we see from him? Was it was in the eight, 18 and 10, about 18 and 10, close to, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like, and they don't play the same way stylistically. So it's not even a fair comparison, but I feel like, especially given what we've seen this season of Porzingis, Porzingis is better than Aiden. So, um, and I feel like his tenure in the Mavericks, as much as it was disappointing, I feel like we've gone too far on the other side. You know what I mean? So, like, and I know there's debate about whether he's a center or not. He played center and power forward, both positions, blah, blah, blah. Yes, fine, yes. But still, he played center and, and he looked fine. And, I mean, I know people are bringing up the playoff series, too, and Aiden looked, you know, great. He's had great playoff series. Yes, true. And that's where... um. You could maybe put some more context in the situation in that Porzingis' health is crazy, which is why this is always the conversation yeah. about Porzingis. I, I don't think Porzingis can play 60-plus games and have juice in the playoffs. And that's I, fair. And I don't think fair. his needs got that in him. And that's fair. But another thing is the fit thing, right? Because when Porzingis was the trade was announced, Everybody was raving about how great of a fit that was. We can't rewrite history on that. Everyone thought that was going to be a perfect fit. So the fact that it wasn't was actually shocking and a little disappointing. And yes, um, I know Porzingis had that. I thought it was an old interview, but no, it was a recent interview where Porzingis was talking about how you know a lot of the the issues was also on him. And that is true. Like I said, we've it's it's I'm not rewriting history on that. It's documented, but um. Hey, shout out to KP for having self-awareness and shame. He had nothing to gain by saying that. Exactly. So I think, um, you know, he he acknowledges things. We know what happened. But at the same time, it wasn't all on him. And there's a lot of reasons why it didn't fit. Like I said, his game was just like he didn't want to roll hard. And his attitude sometimes, like, when he feels like he wasn't getting enough, all that. But at the end of the day... Luca controls every possession. It's not even just every possession. He controls who eats, when they eat, how they eat. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just how our offense plays. And he, Luca, can let you have your thing. But if it's time, when it's time to sh- for him to get his and shut off, shut you down, that can happen. We talked about what was that that New Orleans game? Was it against New Orleans? That one time they played, and yeah. Porzingis was, like, yeah. white hot. Yeah. White hot in, like, the first quarter, like, the first the half. The first half. He mm-hmm. had, like, 
20 something right something at the at the half and i think he finished with 30 because luca fucking stopped passing and he started doing his thing he had 40. yeah luca finished before yeah luca was the story of the game yeah. um even though porzingis starting off but i'm just saying and that was uh porzingis tends to disappear too but like he got a little iced out a bit yeah. and i'm saying that and i've prefaced that to say how you get them is how you lose them right and in phoenix not all the problems again were on Aiton because then you have reports coming out that Monty was being petty like a child, not going to his contract um um you know extension um signing, and then not calling him none of that. So yeah, you're probably not gonna want to play for a coach that's doing that. But in day, if this is how you're going about things, sometimes like we've seen like sometimes the effort and and stuff, and you're also seeing reports that it's not even just Monty though. Sometimes his teammates are frustrated with his effort and aggressiveness. So, like, I feel like how you get him is how you lose him. So, especially when you come here, it's not all peach. It might not be all peaches and cream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How are you going to respond? So, I'm a little, you know, weird about that. But that's not like a like an overt concern. Like, I'm not going to try to blow that up and be like, oh, that's why I really don't want him now. I'm not going to blow that up. But, um... It's just a concern. I'm just saying it's there, you know, in the corner of my brain or whatever. So I it's just a lot to, to think about. And it's not even that I don't want him. I would here's the thing. I would prefer if we got him somehow, but I just don't like I don't want the combination of him, Kyrie and Luca. That I'm I'm just I just don't trust them, especially on this new CBA, to get um get everything else right. Get everything else right around. Ah, uh, okay. Kyrie, M. Luca, Dylan Brooks, sign me up tonight. I'm just playing. <laughs> watch you know now, now watch this. The fucking team. Kyrie, Luca, Dylan Brooks, Aiden, and fucking Reggie Bullock. Dog, I, I I'm almost afraid to say that because I. I that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, yeah, I just, the thing I just don't like, I, the, every time like a team loses or it's a, a players that play for a, a team that everyone hates and no one likes, we do this thing on the internet and Twitter where we, we make these dudes worse than what they are, right? And I think you, you called it, man. We did this with KP. People, motherfuckers act like KP was some fucking bum on the Mavericks, and that's just not true. When I used to see the players that people said they'd have prefer over KP, I like while they're actually playing basketball, I used to be like, man, y'all too emotionally invested in this shit because we can't sit here and act like KP is some fucking bum. We can't. We cannot. Um, I don't think KP is like a I don't think he's a tank commander like you call him, but I, I put him, he's in the same boat with the Vuceviches and the uh, the Nurkages and all them other dudes, you know, uh, slow-footed centers that are skilled and can do a little, and can shoot a little bit. He just has a thing where he still can run for time. So I, 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 I can ask, let me take that back. I don't know if you can pay him $30 million and be a real team, but if he make like 22 and you got anything else built out, and you got like uh, a maxi, a better mobile option to where, because if you're paying him 22, you can tell him to go sit down and it ain't going to cause a big stink. 
But if you pay him the max, that's just not an option. You just got to live and die with him, right? Um, that's one. Of, that's why he's about to be traded because you can't go sit your fucking thirty million dollar any player for a dude like Jock Landale. Um, but I don't think KP stinks. I think we played with his name, and I also think people are playing with Aiden's name. Um, I, I just don't think Aiden is is a bad player. I don't think he's woefully underpaid. I know he didn't quote unquote perform in the playoffs when the season ended, but it's a lot of dudes that people like that people want the Mavs to get that have folded up just as bad, if not worse. And pe- people still want to trade for him, you know? And I'm, I, I just, I look at someone, you look at what Julius Randle has been doing. He's hooped these last two games. So maybe I don't want to put him in his, put him in, too much shade, but before those last two games, his playoff performance is worse than anything DeAndre Aiden ever did. Um, something for me, when we talk about tall man versus DeAndre Aiden, like when DeAndre Aiden fell off, he scored like four or five less points a game. When tall man fell off, he scored like 10 less points a game or eight, if we're going to be technical. Like to me, that's a that's just a such a further drop off when we talk about playoff selling, um, with, with DeMar DeRozan used to do, with Julius Randle, I hate to say it, still probably doing and about to do even more tonight. Like, bro, I can't, that, like, DeAndre Aiden ain't a world beater, but, like, that's a different conversation than with them, the type of love, the way those dudes fold. And if we, okay, if we keeping it a buck, like, and then what Devin Booker had last night? And what did he have in game seven last year? Like what is he dodging allegations? Is he do he we do do we need to file some charges on him? It's like, bro, you can't get your head cracked like that two two years in a row. What did what did he what did he shoot last night, SJ? It was let me look it up. Because it was something. It was bad. That's all I know. He he went outside. Yeah, and that's two years in a row. And so does Devin Booker stink? We don't want him either. Like this is we we just gotta oh he was twelve points four for thirteen um what he do against us I think yeah I know that was bad yeah he was eleven points three for fourteen so we don't want Devin Booker either like we we can't because especially dudes who ain't like old this dude twenty four we can't be writing a whole fucking story about what they gonna be and what they gonna be capable of. Especially when we be thirsting after dudes like Miles Turner, and they was, dog. Miles Turner was ass in the playoffs. He went, I think he went the first five years he was in the league, and he was never good when he got there. So like, but no one paid attention to that shit, so no one cares, and everyone just wants Miles Turner. So I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I will take fucking DeAndre. I will take him if I will take him over thin air. I will take him if they can figure out some way to do it without trading future draft picks unless they super protect it i will take deandre i'm i'm you know i'm not gonna be happy with it i'm not gonna be like boom championship or no shit but motherfuckers acting like talking about him like he dwight powell or christian wood that's fucking ridiculous that's just my take on it well i think that i just think It just all stems from me not wanting to trade them, Kyrie. I'm sorry. I just don't. And I don't want all three of them together. 
that's the issue I'm having. It might even be a situation where he goes somewhere uh, independent. Uh, like Kyrie, it could be a three-way sign and trade. You know, I, I, there, there's other people that have said that to me, where they just like, look, I just don't want to send them Kyrie. That's and, yeah, that's my like, main like, thing. That, I don't. That, I'm sorry. That, like they just don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. That's that's the issue I'm having here. That's the thing. I, I would prefer it. I'd prefer if it was just Luke and Aiden over Luke Aiden and Kyrie. And people might say, "Oh, that sounds backward. You want less of." It's not about that. Like I, I, I do not trust them at all to do anything with Luca, Aiden, and Kyrie. I don't believe in that trio. I gotta be honest, man. I, I, and this is the other thing where it's like they don't play anything alike. But like, when you say what you want about fucking DeAndre Aiden, that motherfucker efficient. We can call him soft till we blew in the face. That motherfucker is highly efficient. That damn little little floater mid-range shit he shoot he make that shit i know people we want him to put people in the basket all the time myself included but i don't know man i'm talking myself into it either way sj i'm not gonna hold you i don't think you're crazy for feeling the way you do but luca and Kyrie and aiden i'm talking myself into it luca and Kyrie, i'm talking myself into it i mean luca and aiden i'm talking myself into it i am i don't think it's gonna be i don't think it's crazy but i do feel you'll not want to send them to phoenix I, I totally feel you on that. Yeah, and that's just really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, what do you think is on? <laughs> how do you think this plays out? Because I gotta keep it real with you. I have no fucking idea, and I'm gonna quit acting like I do. I, I don't know what Kyrie's gonna do. It's unpredictable. I do think Mark Cuban will literally pay him whatever he wants to get him to stay. I don't think they're gonna play with his money just out of shame, right? But I said this last year, and yeah, we know how that ended. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Wait, what do you think is going to happen? I think they pay Kyrie $45 million a year, and then I actually think they trade a a draft pick probably if it's a future draft pick it's unprotected Tim and Reggie Bullock for DeAndre Aiden. Hmm. I think yeah. I think we going all in or I think Kyrie leaves and then we just say okay if do you sure you if like I don't I think if it does something happen to where Kyrie leaves and we take Aiden back I don't think they're going to then immediately go, go all in and get a third star. But I do think they will go all in if Kyrie comes back. That's the thing. I just can't predict anything about Kyrie. He's just so... And I want to stay true to that. So I just don't even know what's happening on that front. But, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, why would Phoenix, on Phoenix's side, why would they give us Aiton for, like, Tim and Reggie? Like, no, seriously. Like, if, is it just, like, filling depth and then you're using... The only way I can see that is if they're just... They just need to, like... I mean, it might, it, might and... be some, it might be somebody at 10 that they really like or they might reroute fucking 10 somewhere else. And then what if it's 10, Reggie, Tim, and, like, another fucking first-round pick? Like, I don't put it past the Mavs to do a trade like that. I wouldn't do it, but 
if we in negotiations and they say we can turn fucking Tim the tenth pick and and fucking Reggie Bullock into DeAndre Hayden, I think the Mavs will do that shit. Even if they got to come off another pick in the future, I do. And I think they'll be like, well, Kyrie and Luca uh, and Aiden, we're gonna try to win now with y'all. And then if Kyrie get too old, we'll send him the fuck on it. We just roll with Kyrie and Aiden. I mean, they both 24. That's some, that's fucking, I know we talk about a core and he is overpaid, but again, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think it's going to be fucking impossible to build a championship team around Luca, where his co-star makes as much money as he do. I think that is cooked unless he could, unless he go play with Giannis or fucking uh, Jokic. And even that might be tight, but I think, Luca's second star when it's time to win, because he Luca's always gonna be on that percentage max, is gonna be a dude that make like thirty five million or thirty million. I'm just rambling about this point. But that's not DeAndre Aiden. I'm so sorry. You're not no damn second star. I, I ain't arguing with you. I'm just talking about a template and a salary yeah. slot. Yeah, that's fair. Um SJ, I ain't gonna hold you. I got I'm excited for this lottery. But I am too to see Victor Wembanyama get announced as the next Mavs big. You know it's so funny because I was gonna say this shit is cooked either way, so I'm just here for fun. Like I'm not trying to be funny. I really don't think it's possible for. I let me take that back. I think it's possible if we were a good, if we had a good GM, we had a good front office. I do think a better front office could pair Kyrie even with Kyrie making his money and the shit we got and make a contender. It probably wouldn't be the favorite, but you could you could put a team that would make the conference finals together this summer with the shit we got. But I don't trust our guys to do it, right? But at the same time, I still would like to watch that team, And, and but I'm not going to lie to myself about it. But SJ, we get Victor. You, it's it's fucking foolproof. Like you almost got it. Like you know how many times teams have been poorly ran but still won championships just because they won the fucking lottery twice at the same at the certain time. I I think Victor is gonna be real good, and I think No Luca is good, and he's also cheap. Victor is technically cheap. I just <laughs> he was saved this shit. I'm gonna go hold you, SJ. What you think about Scoop? Like to me, I feel like Scoop might be good enough to save this shit too. And you can just tell Kyrie get the fuck on. You you walk him out the door and go ahead and do that Aiden shit. What you think about that? Honestly, I don't know about the Scoop fit. Um, quite honestly, um, I feel like I don't know what would benefit him. Right? Like, do you want him to come to a team where? He can be a bit more on-ball and just play through those mistakes and play through, or do you want him in an off-ball role? Because he's definitely going to be in an off-ball role if he's just, if they're really serious about a school and local backcourt. Um, so I just think, um, I don't know about that fit. Um, because, again, two timelines and school. I don't think he's going to be the type that's, like, really, like, good contributing to winning, like, right out the gate. Right, yeah, no. That three ball's a little shaky. Exactly. So he's gonna need a little, you know, a little time to really develop. Nothing wrong with that. So, um, I don't know about that fit right away. But Victor, as much as I think Victor also needs time to, you know, obviously develop more his body, all that. 
but um i think he's coming right away and <laughs> like just be really good especially filling a hole because i see him as a power forward right now they're coming and play that four um so we'd still need a center but you know what i'm saying like you that's... Gonna get, you gonna get some fucking random bum that's just big and athletic just, yeah exactly. he ain't got a bag with it it gotta be somebody bigger stronger go get go get andre drummond Give him the entire MLE. Give Victor, Rick Kyrie. Fuck, you can roll, man. You can try out Josh Green. We good. Let's go. Um, or Reggie. I don't fucking know. Like it just it changes the math. Fuck, man. If it's fucking Brandon Miller, any if we get into that top four, SJ, they if they get Victor, everything changes to where like. I'll start lying to myself literally next year, like on some Magic Johnson shit. But even if it's just any top four pick, I'll probably lie to myself because I think Brandon Miller, with his skill set, would be, I think he would contribute to winning right away. And I'm going to keep it real, man. I think Taylor Hendricks ain't going to leave the top seven, six, seven, to where if we go, yeah, if we I go, got him at six, seven. So if we just get pick four, just fucking draft him and let's move. And I know some people are gonna hear that and cringe, but I, I'm sorry. Like, well, I'm taking. Yeah, if I if we get a top four pick, I'm 100% taking Hendricks before I would take, or even Walker before I'm taking one of the Thompson twins or something like that. I'm sorry, like as much exactly. as I like them, but they're right. not for us. Exactly, and I'm right there with you. And I ain't gonna hold you. I might take fucking. I don't know. They got to measure and test and all that shit. Because I do think Taylor's going to be like a freaky athlete. And, you know, I don't, and a, but I know Jairus Walker is bigger, bulkier. I think he's going to be able to small ball five it up a little boom, a little better than Hendricks. Because I don't think Hendricks is going to ever put on weight. But if they took either one of them at four, I'd be happy. But that's what I'm doing. I'm If they get a top four pick, I'm coming out of there with Brandon Miller or Hendricks or Walker. And I don't know. I know I was talking about trading down, but. I just think Taylor Hendricks gonna keep rising to where there ain't gonna be no trade down scenario where you get no real pick. You still are able to get him if say we get four or even three. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's the lottery, so you never know where dudes is gonna end up. So I don't know. I take that back. That's hard to predict till lottery happens. Um, but I'm telling you, we're getting the top four pick. We are. Anyway, you got anything else you wanna get off your chest? No, sir. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of 21 Going On 77. We will talk to y'all next week. And, um, man, we go, hey, you want to do something for the lottery? We want to do a, let's do a reaction show to the lottery. Okay. All right. 20 minutes. All right. Cool. So y'all will hear from us Tuesday or some shit. And uh, hopefully we talk about what we was just talking about. We, which top four player we gonna pick? We holla at y'all. Peace.